what up what up welcome back to the honesty bar episode eight i'm just gonna give you guys a quick little intro before i get the episode started so this week i had my boy kenji come on the podcast it was only right that i brought him on Uh, a couple months back i did an episode on his if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out super fire episode um it's called sweet hustle on his podcast talking my shit podcast and you can find it as well apple podcast or spotify uh so it was only right you know that he came on mine and um yeah well, i had a lot of fun recording it prior to us recording it i i like felt like i had to do this intro because i didn't give him a proper intro i didn't really say his name um even though i'm pretty sure you guys you know know who i'm talking about but uh when the episode started you'll listen and stuff but it, the reason why i was nervous was because prior to getting to his house He's like texting me like off the wall shit, which I know he was probably trying to text it to other people. But as I'm getting it, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, I didn't think it was weird or anything, you know, because he's my boy. So it was just like whatever. But it was funny. So I get to his house. I brought pizza because I was hungry and we're eating. We're chilling, you know, drinking a little bit. And I'm like, damn, I can't find my phone and I need my phone because I have my notes on there. So I'm like, damn, like, I can't find it. I can't find it. My girl was with me. I'm like, hey, Ro, can you call my phone? Like, I know it's here. Like, it, I'm looking at my Apple Watch. It's saying it's nearby. Whole time, she's calling me. My phone is in Kenji's back pocket. Don't know how. This motherfucker said, oh, I just accidentally put it on there. I'm like, damn, way to kick off the podcast. You trying to steal it or what? <laughs> no, I'm just talking shit. I know that he was probably kind of tipsy and he was just like, whatever, you know, he thought it was my phone because it was facing up and it was black. We'll let it slide. <laughs> but man, I had so much fun. Thank you, Kenji. I know you're going to be listening. Thanks for having me over, allowing me to use your tools for us to be able to record uh, the podcast. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did recording it. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. And yeah, let's get it started. <laughs> Yo, what's up? What's going on? Welcome back to the Honesty Bar. Um, you know, previously to this, I'm kind of nervous now doing this episode. <laughs> She's shaking. She's shaking, I'm shaking right now. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I had to think about it twice. But um, I'm excited for this guest. Um, I want to thank him, you know, for being here first and foremost. In my apartment. In, in his apartment. Right, I'm like, hey, we got we to, it's a nice little setup, yeah, you know. Just but you guys, I got AKA, uh, I beat the allegations. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my boy beat the allegations. Let me find out that was you, you, that was you, that was you spreading rumors. Hell nah. no. Hey, I was the one like, what y'all talking about? Nah, Fuck that. You yeah. was spreading, you was making the fire worse. Hell <laughs> no, dude. But um, I had to bring you on here, dude, like for real. But all jokes aside, like I'm thankful, you know, that we got to be back here again. I was here a couple months ago and who would have thought, you know, three, four months later, you know, I'll be having you as a guest on mine. Yeah, we um, I think we well, no, I don't think we I don't think we talked about it on the episode, but I think right right after we did it, you, were, you had mentioned like, damn, like. I kind of want to start my own thing, you know. I just yeah. don't know. Like, I don't think I don't know if you weren't sure about what you wanted to do, whether it was a podcast or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that talk about it. You feel me? But yeah. once, you, once, but once you actually do it mm-hmm. and start putting content out and start like, like doing week after week after week, and like I mean, you said consistency mm-hmm. is, is crazy. But just the fact that you do it is is good because like a lot of people like they'll do one or two or three episodes and then they'll stop you know either yeah. they run out of content or they just they you know like not everybody has 
a podcast personality. You feel me? Like, yeah. it's it's easy to say I'm going to start one, but to keep doing it is a whole different thing. Yeah. So, shout out to you for having, you know, Aww. eight episodes, two Thank bonus you. episodes. Right. Yeah. So, you in it. You in it. Thank I, you, dude. Yeah. No, but after, for real, when we did that episode, like, I mentioned on my first episode when I started it, like, I was nervous to, like you said, to even just get it going. Yeah. But I got a lot of good feedback, so for real, thank you for that. No. Um, but so I guess to just like kick it off for the people that you know don't know you, but a lot of people that probably listen to this do know you. Um, you're a comedian from the town, yeah. you know you you getting your name out there and stuff. But I want to just start off like with your upbringing. So like you were born in Chicago, but you grew up in Aurora, right? Yeah, yeah. I always make that clear. Not because I want to be, not because I want to say I was born in Chicago, but just because I love, I have a lot of pride like for Aurora. Like I love Aurora. And I remember like coming up, like moving from Chicago to Aurora. I moved out here like right around the middle school time. Mm -hmm. So I, when I moved out here, you know, everybody, I'm sure you've seen it. You've had it in your school. You always got that one motherfucker that's from Chicago. That and, comes. And he's and that comes to the suburbs. And the whole time they're here, they're like, I'm not from the suburbs. I'm from the city. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> that was from, you? That was me. You feel me? I was telling motherfuckers, like, I'm from Chicago. I'm from this. I'm from that. But knowing damn well, like, I mean, it didn't make a difference. It's not like I was out there gangbanging or anything. You know, I was just, right. I was just doing dumb stupid shit i was a class clown out there i was bad as hell which is the same exact shit i was doing here you know and then uh yeah. and honestly i didn't even grow into that mentality where where it was um like it honestly happened as i got older maybe closer towards like even like senior year even I, i'd probably say even after high school is when because even when i graduated east i moved back like the same summer i graduated i moved back to chicago by myself like my family didn't want to go back but i was like i'm what? a city i'm a city boy i want to move back did you really yeah i moved i moved back there i was living in bucktown and like in like my aunt's closet she used <laughs> and, she, and she used to live inside a live uh live poultry uh, place so like they would kill chickens and shit. No way. Yeah, and, no. and they rented her like a, so it's it was like, it's like a big warehouse right on Armitage in like Western, and she, and they have like a whole poultry and inside the poultry they built like an apartment. So you have to like go through brick hallways to get in there, what and then the you hell? get into like a nice little apartment. I mean it's, it's small as shit. Yeah. And she had two bedrooms, but there was this closet that was like a half a room just enough like i didn't i couldn't even fit a twin size bed in there i had like a smaller Aww. than a twin and i'm a big motherfucker you feel me so yeah. i was sleeping like it was tight as shit but i was like i'm a city boy you know i'm out here and then eventually i got a job at starbucks out there and i was going to college out there i went to truman city college you know it's community college yeah. basically but um you know after a summer I, I realized i was like all the friends that i had here are literally either dead or in jail Aww. Okay. So I was like, yeah, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to, like, this, I'm not from here, you know, I'm from Aurora. My, yeah, you grew my up life is in you Aurora. Just came back. Right, right, you know, were. I was, yeah. uh, and, and at that point, it's like, you're fresh out of high school, I was still living with my parents, so it's like a big, not only moving out, but moving to a different city, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big ass step, and I feel like I misstepped, you know, I, 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 I quit, you know, I was a quitter, so I was like, fuck that, I'm going to come back, and I came back to my parents' house, I no, ended up. not a quitter, though, no. But, well, I mean, at that point in my life, well, I, it is, yeah. right? That's, I feel like that's why I try so hard now that I'm doing this. Yeah. And I always, I always told myself, like, if it's not going to be one thing that I quit, it's going to be comedy and the content creating. That's one thing I'm going to keep at it. But because I feel like everything in my life, I've always quit. Everything I was doing, I always quit. So whether it was one thing that stopped me or another, you know, I always quit. So anyway, I, I, 
I ended up coming back to Aurora right after my senior year. Or sorry, right after, you know, it was the same summer. Like, I only stayed out there for like a semester. So it was mm-hmm. like a summer right before fall semester started, I moved back. And I enrolled into Wabanzi as soon as I moved back. But I also got a, so I transferred from that Starbucks to the Starbucks here on Yola, New York. <laughs> and then I got a job at O'Reilly's Warehouse, like right the first year they opened up right here in uh, Naperville. So I was working hella hours. I ended up dropping out of college. So I quit that, you feel me? Then I got fired from Starbucks. Oh, hell And no. then uh, eventually I lost my job at O'Reilly's. And yeah, it was a dark-ass place. But that was kind of like as far as like my geographical upbringing. Yeah, I, I lived in Chicago, came out here, realized I was from here, you know, and, and kind of came back and kind of became an adult here, you know? Yeah. It, it, like now I feel like I'm an adult and I feel like... Yeah, changes have to be made, but it's little by little. Like I move, like I no longer live with my parents, but they are, you know, not that far away. So in case there's an emergency or whatever, I don't. You to f- have them nearby, right? Yeah. And, and now it's like, all right, now it's been like a year, over a year, almost about to be two years, damn near away from them. And it's like, all right, now I want to move cities because now I do want to move back to Chicago, but not as a. Well, I'm from also the city, because you, know? you do have a lot of shows out there, so it would probably right. save you a lot of time, you know, commuting. And yeah, stuff. yeah, especially, so, and you know I don't got a fucking car right now, so yeah. So I get a ride from my roommate JV. He Shout takes me, JV. takes me back and forth, and uh, you know if we lived out there, at least. I'd be able to take the bus, you know, it yeah. wouldn't be hard on him, it wouldn't be hard on me, yeah. and, and you know, I could be a little bit more independent, because, I mean, you don't really need, need a car to be in the city, yeah. um, you know, and uh, I would, you know, I would it's live... More, a, it's more different, like, it has different type of commuting. Yeah, it's a different life, yeah, li- literally, different completely, life. like, yeah, you life. can't be in the suburbs without a car, like, it just, yeah. unless you have it locked in, like, thankfully I do, like, everything, you know, I got people that were putting into my life at the perfect time yeah. to help me out, and we help each other out, but, uh, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, living in the suburbs and being a, like, I'm not saying I'm a bum, but, like, not having a car is a no-go. I don't it's, know how some people yeah, do it. because you need it. You need it. Like, yeah. everything is not really nearby. Nothing you know? is nearby, so you know? So, it's, like, at least 30-minute walk, yeah. at least. At least in the city, like, people, like, like walk, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh, I'm walking. I'm on the block. You feel me? I'm walking. I'm walking. Right here, you can't walk down Yola. I'm like, this yeah. bum ass. Hey, hey, your friend Right. Don't let. Like, don't nah, let. I'm just walking real quick. Hey, don't let me, dude. I was I went to get a haircut. I get a haircut right off of High Street, so like in the hood, and I'm crossing High Street, and I got a fucking. I had just gone to get some food, so I got some, I got a semita from Semitas Poblanas on High Street, and I'm crossing the street. I'm finna go get a haircut, but my boy, and I'm crossing the street. As I'm crossing the street, somebody lowered their window. He's like, "Hey, you fucking fat ass!" And, and they just and they put the put up the window. And I was like, "Man, fuck! Like I can't even do shit out here. At least it, it, right, I can't even walk it exactly because they don't. The streets be empty, you know." But anyway, dude. So like, okay, you started comedy and you felt like you didn't want to quit. This was something that you was about to do. You set your mind to it. How old were you exactly? Like when you really said, like, this is what I want to do. Well, how long have you considered yourself doing comedy? I mean, stand up comedy. I consider myself doing it for four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. That's a pretty decent amount of time. You would think so too. Like for somebody who's like. Like, not a comedian. They're, like, four years. Like, damn, you've been there for four years, a minute. So, you were, like, 22. But, okay. But, yeah, but, like, in reality, there's motherfuckers. Most of the motherfuckers I do shows with that are getting booked in these clubs, mm-hmm. they're, like, 10 years in, 12 years in, doing it no from... Uh, like, literally, there's people... I, I did, I've done shows with people that have been in the business 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some of them are just... I'm, I'm not going to say nobody's not funny, but I'm saying, like, it took them a little bit longer. I'm happy that, like, who I am as a person and my charisma yeah. helped me evolve my comedy, too. And and, it's, and it made the process a little bit faster, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I also try to, like... No, like, I think so, write, too. I think so, too. You know? It has a lot to do with it because just even being around you, 
Um, you know, one of my girls is here too. She's chilling, and I think this is probably the first time you guys have met. But I can just tell, you know, like she feels comfortable. Like you bring that aura, you know, and word of mouth gets around. So even like that show you got coming up, you know, with Chingo Bling, and yep. do say, you know, I'm gonna tell so and so. You didn't expect him yep. to really do that, but yep. just off him knowing, like, you know, he's a solid ass, thorough ass dude. Yeah, man. I got. You know, that really yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, I always try. You know, I feel like for. This is part of the reason I don't want to diverse this conversation too much, but the part of the reason why I, I'm into comedy was because a lot of times in my life I felt like I was the the outcast in the group, you know, like a, like I will sleep over at my cousin's house, they'll have their cousins over, and there's a whole bunch of cousins, and I would always be the one that not be included in shit, and I, and I was real quiet and timid, so I was like, there's, and then eventually I evolved, you know, like I started getting funny, like a class clown and all that, but I still always have that feeling in me where. I remember being like the outcast. So every time that I'm doing anything, whether it's people come over my house, people that I never met, I always try to make them as as comfortable and as like wanted in, in here, you know, just because I never want anybody to feel like they're not welcome, you know. Yeah. So even so, that's why I, I hate having like a lot of people over. Like I, when I, when we first moved out, you know, you got your people over, you drinking yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit, and that shit would always bring a lot of stress to me because to me, I would feel like, oh, are you good? You need anything, bro? You? I feel like everybody. You host all I, yeah, I feel, yeah, and, and that was just like my. Yeah, so that's know. why when I got people coming over, like it's be the same people now. Yeah. Because I know that you know where the bathrooms at, you know where the, everything's at. You feel yeah. me? Like don't I don't have to worry. But when every time there's new people, it brings like a different type of anxiety. Because I'm like, oh my god, I gotta make sure that yeah. they're cool. You feel me? And yeah. like, but yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So if you like had any piece of advice for like a comedian coming up, somebody that might be like 2021 20, coming up, like how you were, what's one thing that you would tell them like off bat? Bro, um. By the way, I just want to make this clear. I, I I feel like myself. I am a new comedian. Like I'm Do pretty you? new at this. I am new at this. Like I like it, like if you, if you put me around in a group of anywhere, like I'm I'm the little bro everywhere I go, because I haven't been doing it long. Four years is not shit. Like I'm telling you, like motherfuckers like Gabriel Iglesias didn't even get famous until their fifteenth year. You feel me? Like yeah. Like the four years is that like you you go tell somebody that you you're in comedy for four years, they'll be like, oh, so you're not funny. Oh, literally damn. literally like literally Ooh. you know so anyway but that's just how i look at myself so I, I i never even go on facebook to try to give people advice because i feel like i'm nobody to talk yeah but if i had to tell somebody what i wanted to hear when i was younger mm-hmm. i always say the best advice i ever got that anybody ever told me number one is that nobody owes you shit and number two is that is just be funnier that's the only two advices that I took from people that actually made me better at what I'm doing. Like, because the number one, the nobody owes you shit. As a comedian, you already have a big ego because you feel like you deserve to have a microphone in front of a group of people and they have to hear what you got to say. Yeah. Because in your head, you're that funny. That's why you're doing that. That's why yeah. you're trying to become a comedian because you feel like you can, you're that guy, you know? Yeah. And you get humbled right away. You realize like, oh, what you thought was funny is actually not funny. You know, you got to learn the art form, how to write and everything. So I always tell people like, no, like, um, don't try to jump on shows Right away, because people message me right away. Like as soon as I started producing at the Laugh Factory, I got people that did three open mics, and now they're hitting me up. Yo, let me be at the Laugh Factory, and it's like, bro, not that I want people to earn their stripes, but it's like so much to like. You don't even get at least decently funny until like your twentieth time going on stage. Oh, you feel me? So yeah. I'm like, so I, I don't know. I, I guess it's like, don't feel like like people are passing you by. It's not nothing is personal. It's just that you feel me like you gotta put you gotta you gotta work hard, bro. Like you gotta really. 
and, and I'm still trying to convince myself that I have to do this. You feel me? And yeah. on top of that, be funnier is always like. You gotta come up with new shit and be consistent with it too. Yeah, and like never. I feel like this is a lesson I have to teach myself too because sometimes, like when, you, like when you're especially a new comic, you when you start using a joke that really works, you you feel like oh I did it I'm like the shit like this is it yeah. for like this is yeah. it right here this is the the best that this joke can get but in yeah. reality, it's not like there's always tweaking even if it's one word out of a whole bit. That word can elevate that bit or drop it. You feel me? Like, and sometimes you find that word during a random set, and you use a, a certain tag, a certain phrase, or say it a certain way, and the whole crowd dies, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you can be funnier. There's more. You feel me? Like, I don't know. I always feel like you can never. And just when you think you're at your funniest, you'll do a show, and you either bomb or a motherfucker goes on before after before you or after you that absolutely rips it up. You yeah, feel me? Because like in your episodes, sometimes you be talking about that like. Damn, this past weekend, like, I had a fire show, but yeah. sometimes you'd be like, hey, ain't gonna lie, I fucked it up. Like, yeah. Like, I had a horrible show, like, I bombed that yeah. shit, you know? So when you have those, hum- like, humbling experiences, I'm pretty sure that pushes you. But do you remember a certain time, like, do you have a show specifically that you're like, dude, that was horrible, horrible, like... Yeah, so there's two different ones that I would want to talk about, like, one of them being that, um... This is the worst for me. Like this one, this is one that keeps me up at night. When I, you know, when you about when you about to go to sleep, and then you remember that one thing you did, whether it was text an ex or do some dumb shit, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, like what the fuck did I do that? You know, like for me, like cringy, cringy, yeah. Ugh. There was a sh- there, there was a show I did. It was at a it was at a at a coffee shop. And it's a coffee shop in uh in Willowbrook Springs or Willow Springs. I don't know some fucking. Oh yeah, Illinois. Yeah, it's by Lyle, I think. Oh, okay. Near Lyle, Donners Grove area. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a coffee shop, and um that whole week I had like big ass shows like in the city. I did shows on Wheat Street, which was, like 300 people, and then I did Laugh Factory show. Like I had a week full of uh, shows, and then I just had that random ass show on a Friday night. At this coffee house, you know, and I was talking to my boss about how all my shows have been fired, you know, like, you know, you start not flexing, but you yeah, feel me? You're like, like, yeah, you're like, you start feeling yourself, you, start you know? Ego a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, man, I just killed this, I killed that, yeah, yeah, check yeah. out this this video, whatever. So he's like, oh, okay. And I told him where I was gonna be on Friday, not thinking nothing of it. This motherfucker shows up with his brother. He's like, hey, man, we came to check you out. I was like, fuck, it's my boss, you know? So he had never seen me before. Oh, On top shit. of that, I'm not like this at work. Like, at work, I'm just like, yeah, whatever you need. You feel me? Like, I, I, I try not to break character at work. Like, I, I try not to be myself at work just to keep everything professional, you know? Yeah. But, um, so he gets there. Well, we, we go upstairs, and this is a beautiful room, by the way. They have chairs laid out, a stage, everything. But the thing is, not a fucking single cricket in that motherfucker. Nobody's there. Oh, Nobody's there. The only people that are there is like five other people, and they're all comedians that are also performing. So it's just us watching each other. And then randomly, my boss is there with some other motherfucker, his brother, and then uh, a random ass uh, mom, dad, and daughter are there. But the mom and dad are drunk as fuck. Like, like the the the, the girl, the little girl should not have been with them. No, they way. they should not be your guardians. Like these people. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Stop like when it. when they went to sit down, they stumbled on all the chairs like boom, boom, boom. You just no heard way, they were bro. that fucked up. So I'm like, damn. But at the same time, I'm, I like to drink too, so I'm not judging them. Whatever. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Not with the kid, you know, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the kid. The thing. The kid is that that threw me off. So then the first comedian goes up as he's up there trying to perform. You know, 
Um, again, empty room. My boss is just right there. My boss doesn't fake laugh. Like, if you're not going to make him laugh, he's not going to, uh, you know? Some people have the com- the kind courtesy to be like, ah, whatever. Pity laughter is what we call it. But my boss is not laughing at shit. So now the guy has to turn around and look at the drunk family. Well, he's, t- he's talking to the drunk family and... Uh, the guy gets, the, they just keep talking back to him. So he's kind of going back and forth, whatever. He gets off stage, you know, does horrible. Then the next person goes up. The next person goes up. He tries to talk to the family right away. So then um, as he's talking to the family, um, the girl starts having like, uh, maybe, I don't know, a mental episode. I don't know. She was panicking. I, I, I Like just, ah, like she couldn't come down, bro. What? So, the, so the mom was drunk as hell. So the mom grabs her wrist, you know, thinking that this is gonna calm her down. So now the girl's like fighting her mom, like ah, let go, let. Go. <laughs> so it's just like awkward as shit because there's That's no. So weird. There's like eight of us in this room, That's and this girl's fighting her mom, and there's a comedian on stage trying to tell jokes, right? So anyway, that that wraps up. Then the next motherfucker goes on stage and he tries to talk. There's a, a other couple that walked in and they're just a biker dude, long beard, you know, leather jacket, like biker dude with his white trash girlfriend. And they're in the front row. And the guy, my, my friend, the comedian, he goes up right before me and he and he goes to talk to them. So he's like, I don't want to talk to the drunk family because they're a problem. I'm going to talk to this biker. So he goes to the biker. He's like, what's up, man? What do you do for a living? And the guy's like, Jesus Christ, just do your jokes. Don't talk to me. So it just gets awkward and tense. So now the room is tense, bro. It's so tense. And then the comedian, he tries to do his jokes. But at this point, nobody's laughing because we're like, dude, is this biker just going to fucking shank him or what? Right, bro. So then uh, the guy tries to address him again, like, hey, man, what's what's the deal? What's going on? And he's like, seriously, buddy? Like, he was not having it. So then the, my friend, bro, this is, by the way, who's on stage. His name is Luca Ferro. If any, you know, if this shit go viral or something. <laughs> Luca Ferro. And this motherfucker tours with Steve Byrne, this Asian comedian. So he's performed all over the country. One of yeah. the best in Chicago. Just got crumbled into pieces, like, by this aggressive-ass couple and this fucking drunk-ass mom and dad. <laughs> With a crazy-ass little girl. But then it's my turn. This is not even the worst part. That is, that is my turn. Right, yeah. This is why I, I'm telling you, I'll be sleeping and this whole shit just play in my head. I, I'm about to go. So I go on stage, right? I go on stage and I grab the mic. At this point, maybe there's 12 people in the room. I ain't gonna lie. I start doing my shit. I start killing, bro. My jokes are doing good. The family's laughing. The girl laughing. The, the the biker dude is laughing. My boss is fucking laughing. So I feel I'm I'm killing, bro. I'm, I go crazy as fuck. It's a, it's time for me to wrap it up. You know, I'm like fuck it. You know, at least nobody's here, but my boss knows that I'm funny. You know. <laughs> Like at least if everybody so sucks, there to see you. Yeah, so at, le- like, at least I gotta give a performance. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I was like, you, you ever seen those movies where like the girl's by herself in the theater and she's just performing for the love of her life? Yeah. Like that was just With me. Per- I was. Me, I felt like I was doing Valerina for my boss. You feel me? Like, and uh, so then as the the whole, I'm like, all right, thank you, man. You know, everybody clapping and shit. Like the, now the room is getting hot. You feel me? Like yeah. the next motherfucker that is about to go up is about to do good, even if he sucked because it's hot. <laughs> So I give this guy the microphone, right? I don't realize he wraps it around my foot. So as I go to step off stage, he pulls the fucking mic because he thought I was stepping on it, but it was already around my ankle. So he pulled my whole leg up like a fucking bull. And I, 
And I fucking like front flip off the stage, bro. The, the stage is as high as this table. So that's pretty fucking high for a fat motherfucker. Like, oh my God. So, dude, I literally, we're on the second floor of this coffee shop, by the way. So you just, you know, when you when you hear a, fat, a big motherfucker, you hear a baby fall, it's yeah, loud. It's so you imagine a 400 pound motherfucker, <laughs> boom, bro. Like the whole room shook, bro. Oh my and like, God. you know, a motherfucker like me, I was laughing. But like that shit sounded so bad that motherfuckers like were, my boss was like you okay like the f- like somebody call nine one one bro <laughs> he needs some milk bro so now I'm on the floor people trying the fucking dr- the the drunk bitch trying to help me up she's stumbling the you know the, the her daughter in the back going crazy it was the worst bro I fucking got up and I didn't even say shit to my boss I left. I oh, went home, bro. I told JV, let's. To I told JV, let's get the fuck out of here, JV. Bro, he taunts me about like you know <laughs> a, a, a regular person like oh it was a good time man don't worry about it you know don't worry about it yeah bro this motherfucker be like you got a show tonight like he be fucking with me but he know that it's for real now yeah. like I show him videos and shit of like the theaters we did yeah. and the slap hey, factories tell him pull up that TikTok though right no he that's the thing he got well that's the funny thing like it comes full circle so the guy he came with his brother um you know few like uh, fast forward a few months later um i had one of the one of the tiktoks that went crazy came across his page and he saw it and he recognized me so he sent it to my boss he's like isn't that your guy and he's like oh shit yeah he's like that guy's got like a hit you know white people be calling it hits or whatever yeah he's got so many hits and whatever so he knew like now he knows what's up and i just put in vacation because i'm going on the road and shit so yeah. he knows it's for real but that's what my boss like that's what he experienced for me and that's just one of them. If we, if you want another one, I'll tell you another one. Nah, but, hey, let me know because yeah, I, I, I'll do another one. I'm gonna do it. Fuck it, right? Or you got, you don't got time. No, yeah, I got. All right, so that's hey. the worst part. That's that, that was the worst one. But there's this one. There's this one that happened the most recent. It was probably, I think, it must have been June or July. So it was recent. And at that point, I'm having banging shows like one after another. I'm doing. Joe's on Wee Street again. It's a 300 seat venue. I was getting booked really consistent there, consistently there because uh, the the promoter that runs that venue he fucking loves me and we work well together. So I was doing that shit a lot, and then I'm doing the Laugh Factory at this point. I'm bouncing from club to club. The TikTok starting to do decent, so I'm fucking feeling myself, dude. And I go do this show in 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 the Humble Park area, literally like up the street from my old school, and um, it's all Latinos, all Latinos, but they're it's all. It's at a fucking, it's called the Lama Association, like Latin American Motorcycle Association or some shit like that. So, Whoa, so it's bikers. Okay. It's, oh, bi- it's, 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 biker. it's all bike. It's yeah. a, it's a, vi- it's like a Latin, it's like a Latin, like, a, like the oh, Latin, Latin it's, yeah, the Latin American oh, club, but it's just like, like bikers. But the thing is they rent out the venue, but sometimes the bikers still come to whatever event it is. It could be a fucking Baltizo. The bikers will be there because it's, because <laughs> it's their venue, you know? So somebody rented it out to be a, a comedy show. And the guy that rented it out, you know, he sold a good amount of tickets. So there's hella Mexicans there, but hella Mexicans, hella Puerto Ricans. But um, everybody's old. Everybody's like from 40 and up. The youngest person was there was literally like me and JV. That that was the youngest people there. Everybody else was old. I'm just like picturing a whole bunch of leather jackets. Like yeah, yeah, like- leather jackets. You know, just <laughs> mean ass bitches sitting there. Like you know, like a 40 year old Mexican lady always looks mean as shit for no reason. You feel me? Like 
it, it, it was like that. The whole the whole venue was, but it was packed. And at that point, you know, I'm I'm riding on my high horse right now. Like I just, I think I I, had done, I maybe done like three shows that week. So I'm literally like, I just murdered. Like I'm a, this is easy. All Latinos, this is fucking this is cake. I'll slice this. I was literally in my head. I was like, I'm about to kill so fucking hard. Like. These people are not even going to know what hit them. You feel me? Like, I'm about to... Like, I'll, trust me, bro. I was drinking and shit. I'm having fun. I'm like, what are you here for? You feel me? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just making mall talk with the crowd and shit. Anyway, they start the show. The first guy goes up. He's the host. He does... He fucking fun. He's funny. He's killing, like, as he should. You know? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. He's doing good. Crowd's warm. Then they put the first motherfucker up. His name is... I'm not going to say his name, but... He, <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's like 50. He's like a 50-year-old guy. He's Latino. He's been in the Pilsen comedy scene for a long time. And uh, he goes up there and he has like a few Puerto Rican food jokes, but he's Mexican. But they all, they hit. They were pretty funny. And then he does like the, like, like he started to fall off like towards his last like five minutes. It was kind of like weak laughter, but nonetheless, he got through it. It was good. And with me, with my sets, I'm used to just kill. Like there's no, like my shit don't ever like die off in the middle, you know, like my shit bang from front to, to end or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, bro, I'm about to literally get up and kill this shit. So right before I go up, they put this girl, I will shout her out because I respect her. Her name is Fab Monroe. She's a black queen from the South oh, Side. I, I see you be sharing her shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's funny as hell yeah. and she's good. Yeah, her name's Fab Monroe and uh, she, uh, yeah, she, she's been she's been doing it. She's been in the game for 10 plus years. Wow. But she, like now she's on the road. You know, she just did Ohio. Like she's be all over the country opening up for all kinds of comedians, you know, whether it's Godfrey, sometimes Monique. Like she stayed touring, you feel me? So she's a real OG professional. But I had never seen her perform live. I had only heard about it. Everybody would talk about, ah, oh, she kills, she kills. But I'm thinking like this is a Latino crowd. Like it don't matter what she do up there. I'm going to get up there and do better. You feel me? Yeah. Your head gets big like that. So then she goes up there. And since she's a female and there were so many females there, she just, as soon as she went up there, she's like, oh, I, I could tell there's some hoes in here. I could tell there's some hoes. So then the ladies, you know, they're everybody already drunk. They're like, ah, they're talking about you, talking about. So now we got the groups individually laughing, you know, so she kind of warming them up. And then she starts going, she's like, oh, they like that whole shit. So she just starts talking in the head. Like, she just get dirtier talking about sex. She's like, oh, man, yo. She's like, I, and I will never forget the jokes because they were so fucking, I was literally dying laughing. I had forgot. I, <laughs> like, she was like, man, yo, you, 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 you date no small dick it don't matter you gotta act like that bitch big you put that motherfucker in your mouth and start choking bitch and like she was killing bro you know she was killing motherfuckers are dying laughing bro like it got to a point where people were getting up off their seats walking out because they needed a breathe of from laughing so hard so bro i had to this day i have never seen somebody murder like that like it was a neck. Like, I'm talking about, you could, you could fucking, it was dark, right? Because the lights are on the comedian. I, I, I felt like you could see motherfuckers jump off their seat just like going crazy, female, bro. Going it. crazy, bro. And then I went up. And the first thing I opened up with was about sucking dick because she was talking about sucking dick for fucking 15 minutes. And that shit killed. Like, it got boom, instant laughter. So I'm like, oh, dude, I'm about to murder. And then I, instead of riding that wave, I went into a bit, like a bit of mine, and bro, I lost them. Like, I did the joke, and they kind of laughed, and as I was getting deeper in my jokes, you know, it just went down. It was like the stock market. That shit just <laughs> dropped. That shit just dropped, bro, 
And I'm 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 like, what the fuck is going on? Like I just fucking murdered, you know, fucking three weeks in a row, all the shows I did, and now I'm up here eating digs, bro. And right after it, her. What that what that happens, it's called like in the comedy world, it's called somebody buried you. That means that like you dig a hole so big for them that they have to now live up to your expectation and top it off to be better than you. Now, as comedians, we like that shit because like you feel everybody feels like they're funny. That's why we're doing this. So like you want to have a competition, but there's those those moments where sometimes you just go after somebody who connected so well with that room that no matter what you do, they love that person because they either hit a soft spot in their heart, whatever it was, you know, like it was just that was the girl of the night. You feel me? And yeah. everybody that went up there after that sucked. Oh, she just really? set the bar so fucking so high. high. But that. And, and, and to honestly, bro, that was like, I had to come home and like shower because I felt like I was a fraud. I was like, why would I ever think I could do this for a living? You know, there, there's people that do like, she does that for real, you know, yeah. she does that for real. And then, um, there was like a, a week where I was just kind of like, like you kind of got like those, that, that imposter syndrome, they call it and yeah. shit. But then I had a show and I murdered the next show. So it kind of builds it back up for you. And I, when, what I say now what she did me the biggest favor ever because she set the bar so high that now every time I go on stage, I try to be her that night. Cause I know that a room can get to that level where everybody's losing their mind, where their eyeballs are coming out of their fucking face. <laughs> and I try like she's honestly an idol of mine now. I don't. I will. Ne yeah. I'll never bash her. Like she's literally my top idol. That and now my goal. Not and, and it's probably not good to have this as a goal, but I want every motherfucker that got to go after me feel the way I did that night. You feel me? Like, because she just murdered so hard. But yeah, that, that's another night where, like, it was, it, it sucked while I was up there. It felt, the time felt like it never ending. It yeah. felt it, like I was up there for 15 minutes. It felt like I was up there for two hours. Yeah. Just sweating bullets, but. It was the best lesson I could have ever got. But yeah, those are the two, I Dude, guess. Dude, and then, so you have those humbling experiences, but recently, you, you know, you do say you consider yourself to be, like, a new comedian, but you yeah. had a big growth on social media, you know, with coming up with 20-something K, right? I don't even know where you're sitting at. You be yeah. growing every week. 20-some uh, <laughs> K, and then 100 K on TikTok. You got all the 2-point-some likes. What, like... How do you, how does that make you feel? Like, are you gonna start acting funny and start cutting people? Nah, bro. <laughs> I have to talk to you. Like, like that <laughs> shit. That shit really you like. Start acting funny, bro. Like you, I, I, I thought like I thought that when people got to that point, because it ain't. I was just talking about this last week on my podcast. I was like, that ain't shit. Like it ain't shit. Yeah. Even even like even looking out, even from outside looking in, because when YJ, YJ shout out YJ, he sat here. He had a hundred thousand followers when he sat here and we did the interview. Like at that point, I was like, okay, that's a lot, but it ain't like. Like, you know, them TikTokers would be at millions, like yeah, 10 yeah, million yeah. followers. That's like when they start making real money. Like, what's 100K to 10 million? Yeah. A dot. You feel me? Okay. Nothing. So I was like, so to me, like, it's still nothing. But the only thing that it is, it's it's more motivation to, to, to keep me going because now you got people that you don't even know. Literally, I could pull up messages right now. People like be like, bro, I'm going through this, this, this in my life, bro. And like every time I'm feeling down, I go on your page and just look at your videos and you're Aww. funny as fuck. So that shit really make me feel good because I'm like, because I feel like I got to go to too when I feel like that, you know, because I feel like I was just going through a little dark phase like last month, you know, like not a dark phase, but I was feeling really unmotivated or whatever. Um, and 
I just fucking, I had shit that I would cope with, you know, like whether it was a specific TV show, music, podcast. So yeah. I feel like for me to be able to be that to somebody else, it's fucking, it's, it's motivating more than anything. But honestly, it, it doesn't make me feel any type of way as far as like, like the ego or whatever. It actually makes me feel more humble because I feel like I try so hard in my life to be liked. That's why I, I want everybody to laugh at my jokes because I want to be liked and accepted. And uh, I feel like, wow, it's happening. Like people... People outside that never... Because for a long time, you feel like, all these people are fucking with me because they know me, you know? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, people will fuck with you, like, if it's good, you feel me? Like, Because at the end of the day, you could could drop shit and your own homies won't share that shit because it's like... And and it's not because people are hating, but again, it goes back to nobody owes you shit, you feel me? Like, you got to put out good content for people to to share it. It's not your... It's not your best friend or your roommate's job to to share your shit shit, you feel me like exactly so you got to earn that share yeah so when i started like the podcast kind of came first or whatever you know when i started seeing people i didn't even talk to share my shit i was like oh that miss it It gotta be a little bit good good. yeah it It gotta be a little good good. exactly and 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 now it's like just to a bigger scale and it's like bet well let's you know, we hit 100K. We were just talking to JV about this. I was like, let's hit 500K. 500K. He, he said 500K. That was, he said that goal. He said 500K by, uh, by the end of the year on TikTok and, and then 50K on Instagram. You feel me? Like, Instagram's a little bit harder to fucking grow. Yeah. But I'm going to try to put reels every week. One every that, week. For the past, like, two it. months, I think every week I haven't missed a week. I just put everything out. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's been literally Same. growing crazy. So I've it's been like, trying to do that, too. Yeah, I've been trying have to, to really focus on the algorithm, yeah. make sure that I'm posting at least two two times a week. Yeah. You know, you got to stay consistent with that shit, but... Um, with, with with the podcast, I will say this too. Um, people are gonna stop listening. Hell yeah. Within like the first three episodes, if it's not, if you're not, if you're not talking shit about someone, if you're not beefing with someone, if you're just talking about whatever, they'll stop listening. But you, as a creator, as a podcaster, maybe this could be a, a little bit of advice. Please. You, I always say you got to keep it in their face. Yep. You got to keep it in their face. And like, don't let up. Keep. That's what I'm saying. The consistency is is amazing and it's good because because eventually one day people are gonna be like, man, this this motherfucker is still putting shit out. Let me see what the fuck you talking about. What, yeah. yeah. Let me see. Let's go check. Yeah. And then or the people that fell behind, people might fall off for like three four weeks, and then one day might have not shit to do. Fucking let me listen to all their episodes in one fucking day, and they'll go back and listen. I have people that fell off episode thirty and they hit me back up right now episode one fifty talking about. Bro, I fell off like months ago, but I just listened to all of them and like it's crazy and all this. So you just got to keep it in their face, bro. Like, yeah. And keep- it's motivating for me too to see like all these people, like even other podcasts, um, horrible decisions. These two girls, episode 258. I'm like, I got a long ways to go, yeah. you know? So it's like, I'm only scratching the surface. And it's cool to see people that like really started like me and are actually doing this shit. Like, yeah. this is what they love to do, you know? So it's, it's cool to see. Um, but like, when do you feel, when do you feel like, uh, you're going to be able to like make it, you know what I mean? Like, when do you feel like you're going to be like, damn, like I for real made it. Is it when like you take care of your parents, when you have like a certain amount of money in the bank? Bro, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like a lot of people will come on here and tell you like, oh yeah, I want to put my mom out of work and I want to like take care of my parents and all this shit. But maybe, maybe it's because of the history I have with my parents, but I don't know. But like my parents... They're decent. They're doing good. You feel me? Like yeah. they're not doing bad. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh yeah, my parents are struggling. Like, no, they're not. They're doing good. But like, one of my biggest things, bro. Like, it's not about making. Like, for when I first started comedy, it was about oh, I want to have 
a G wagon. You know, I wanna, I wanna <laughs> have, I, I want, I wanna have a G wagon. Now, but that's really a goal of mine. Like, I really want a G like that. Like, if you listen to episode one of my podcast, really? I talk about a G wagon. Yeah, a G wagon. Oh, every single fucking. That's why when you said it, I was like, this girl. You feel me? Like, but now you, you on your way. You feel me? You on your way. Yeah, but yeah. So it's like, like for me, um, it was like, oh, I'm gonna get filthy rich because again. There's two different processes of, of, of like, the comic. Because I had already been viral, all that YouTube shit, when I was 16 years old in high school. Like, this shit coming back and doing this shit is really nothing new. And now it's just a little bit bigger now. But for a long time, people knew me, like, as a snap guy, a snapback guy, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> goofy YouTube videos and shit. But uh, now it's like, oh, my stand-up, you know. But anyway. Those are funny as fuck, by the, the way. You know, old classics and shit. So people still, when they find me, like, when the TikTok go crazy, they'll comment, like, yo, you're that guy from... <laughs> You're that guy, Kenji Flores, from YouTube, like, years ago? I'm like, yeah. Dude. They're like, dude, we wonder what the fuck was happening to you. Like, hella people and me have reconnected through TikTok. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I first started, like, to me, making it was, oh, I need to live, like, in the Hollywood Hills. Like, I would go to LA, visit my family, and we'll drive through, like, the hills in, like, Hollywood and Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Calabasas, and we're like, bro. Like, to me, I was like, bro, look at these houses that are the size of nightclubs, with a fucking infinity pool looking over the whole yeah. city of LA. Like, that was the mecca goal for me. You know, I was like, I need a G Wagon, Lambo, live in the hills. Like, that was, a, that was like literally a goal for me, you know? And that's why I even started comedy. Like, I was like, I need to find a way to make it out, but I know it's not going to be rapping because I suck. <laughs> and I know I'm, I know I'm pretty funny. So I feel like I could do stand up. And when I started doing stand up, like, eventually, I, like, all these ups and downs, the good shows, the bad shows, I ended up falling in love with the art, you know, like the art of comedy, the, to be able to just make content, make, you know, not even content, just be able to get on stage and make people laugh. There's no better, I always tell people, there's no better drug, for me at least, than going on stage and killing a room of people, not, well, not killing them, but you know, like killing a room of people like with laughter, <laughs> you know, like have everybody laughing at your jokes, at your stories, and like, and, and like to me, that dopamine that your brain releases at that moment, bro, it can like I can literally not sleep sometimes because I'm literally just riding the wave of like, damn, I just killed it. and I'm not off no drugs, nothing, just just like happy, you know, it makes yeah. me so happy. And um then I realized, you know, I was like, well, I was chasing I was chasing the wrong I was chasing the wrong dream, you know. Like the the goal is not to have a house in the hills or a G Wagon for me. The goal for me is to be able to live off this Your purpose. Do the podcast and mm-hmm. do comedy and live it lived comfortable, you know. I'm not gonna say, yeah, I want a fucking, yeah, a, a fucking forty million dollar estate, yeah. but you know, if I got sometimes like we look at that kind of stuff, and you know, it gets glamorized by yeah. social media, where it just like and I'm you not know, saying I don't like it, culture I, and stuff. Like Obviously, right. who wouldn't want a big ass house right. with a big ass pool? You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. we also don't think about sometimes the problems that a lot of money might come with, you know. So even the goal, just living comfortably. Doing what you're doing and being happy, and if that means you having a million dollars and your mom living in a big ass crib, then yeah. that's what it is, you yeah. know. Yeah. So and I guess that's just what it all comes really down to. Yeah, and of course, like I'm not gonna say I don't want to take my parents out of work or anything like that. Of but course, it, but, but, yeah. but my parents, not like my, my parents are not depending on me. You feel right. Me? Like, exactly. Like, they're like, kind of like, like, no, mi hijo tiene que. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Like, it's, my so, boy gotta make it. Yeah, like they already gave me the luxury of like not disowning me for not going to college or yeah. dropping out of college and you know they 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 my mom has always been like my mom's the biggest she's she's the biggest do what makes you happy you know she's always i feel like for a long time in her life 
she kind of was doing or living by other people's rules and other in another yeah. person's world just being in it you feel me yeah and now as an adult like now as well my mom's been an adult but like as an older woman now she does what she wants she goes she does whatever Her she kids take, are grown she don't take shit for nobody like yeah she's really like living and she does what she wants you feel yeah. me and I, I was like i want to i want to do that like, i want to do what makes me happy and i've always been like even in school when i was younger I would, I would hate taking orders from people. I, I was I, like, not, not that I don't want, I'm not that I want to be my own boss, but I just hate doing shit like for other people. You feel me? Like, yeah, like not favors, but I'm saying like, if, my, if somebody tells you like, hey, yo, give me that or give me this, it's just like, God damn. Like, yeah. like you know, like, or, or having to just clock in somewhere, like going. And now don't, I'm not knocking anybody that has a job because there's people that love their passion. You know, if you're a police officer and you feel like every day you wake up, and you protecting and serving, and that's your fucking, that's your mission, you feel me? But to me, I felt like I just want, I want to make people laugh. I've always been a class clown, and if I could live off this shit, it would be the mecca, you know? So, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my making it changed drastically, and it's funny because it changed the better the better I got, and, as, and the better shit started getting, the more shows, more opportunities, more everything, and, like, my financial goals kind of lessened. And it's more of just like the happiness of it, the freedom of like, you know, I, I was just talking to um, that comedian that's taking me to D.C. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm looking at flights right now. I don't know if I should fly out this day or this day. And then I'm going to do this city this day. I might do this city this day. I don't know. And like with me, he's like, what about like he asked me, he's like, do you have any problems like doing any of these? And I was just like, well, I got a job, you know, like I can't really I can't really take off, you know, fucking, whenever you want. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I can't leave, you know, two weeks out of the month. You know, yeah. it just doesn't work like that. So. Um, just to have that freedom to go be able to make money while doing what you love and not have to worry I feel about, like that's I gotta call what I'm, off. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm chasing Yeah, that's, and that, most and that's, than anything. That should be the goal, I feel like. I for, feel like that, yeah, yeah, for sure, because especially like with me having my son, like I don't want my life to just be like, I gotta go to work and when yeah. he I get off, just like, you know, the rest of the time, just, you know, not be able to like have that freedom like you mentioned. No, yeah, and I feel like my parents, they for a long time I, I got brought up like my parents are not like my parents are funny, but like they're not like they're not into like comedy and stand up and shit like that. But I used to get babysitted for most of my life just because my parents were really hard workers. They worked all fucking day, Same. so I was like, damn, like I don't know, like that shit, like like looking at my dad even to this day, like he works every day. He likes to work. Don't get me wrong, he lo- he loves his job yeah. and everything, but. It's just like, bro, like maybe that's for him, but yeah, no, I don't and want that I, shit. I literally like sometimes I think about that because whenever I talk to my parents, it's not that they don't support me, but sometimes when you talk about those what seems to be unrealistic goals <laughs> to our Hispanic parents, and I guess you can say the Hispanic community, yeah. sometimes if they don't see you just working like for real, <laughs> chingandole, like getting to that money, <laughs> like to them, it's just like you're not living right. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah. sometimes you can do what you love, be content and still get money. Yeah. You know, so are you, were your parents like really supportive since the beginning with you doing comedy or was uh, there a time where they were like, nah, well, what are you doing? You know? Well, the, the, the you know, um, nah, hell no. Nah. Like, well, the, I, I, did, or even um, the podcast, like the pod, you- the podcast was like never anything serious. Not even for me either. Yeah. Like, I never thought that people would recognize me off the podcast, but it happened to grow it was it's like definitely oh, shit. a platform though yeah now, now it went up you know i For feel sure. like that's why the the reason i i know that people outside of the city fuck with me because of the comedy yeah. but the reason aurora fucks with me is because of the podcast yeah like, like you you can ask a lot of people in aurora and they're like oh yeah i heard i heard that shit i hear yeah. it or whatever you know so it, it, it but it's it, so yeah shout out to the podcast but before the podcast um definitely not and especially because when you suck when you're new 
know what I'm saying? You, you want to invite all your friends and family to your shows, and then you do a show, and then th- maybe they won't tell you, but they'll realize, like, on oh, this motherfucker, like, he's not that funny. <laughs> but they don't know that that comes with time, you yeah, know what I'm saying? And I yeah. didn't either. I thought I was the shit on my first show, you feel me? Starting it, so, yeah. but But as far as, like, my family, like... My dad, to him, it was whatever mm-hmm. for the longest, you know? Yeah. For him, it was whatever for the longest. My mom, she always supported me, but she never knew what was going on on social media because she wasn't really on there too much. Um, my my dad started... My dad, I, I, my dad, um, there's not really, I haven't ever done shit where my dad could be like, oh, I'm proud of my son. Like, that was him that did that. Because I was always a, I was always a piece of shit. Like, whether I was, <laughs> I was getting suspended from school, getting into fights, um, even as an adult, you know, getting pulled over, doing, like, just losing my life. Like, so much shit that I did that my dad was just, uh, like, he was done with me. Like, it was just like, all right, you know what? You want to throw your fucking life away? Do it. I'm not, I'm no longer going to get involved. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I feel like my dad did that with like all of his kids damn near. He was just kind of, everybody do whatever the fuck you want. I raised you guys to be like at this point and it's whatever y'all want to do after that. And I, I wanted to prove to my dad, I was like, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a disappointment. Yeah. But I'm also not trying to fucking work in a warehouse all fucking day, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, for him, it, it, we would go, he would pick me up from work when, when we used to live together. He picked me up from work. And we started going to like Walmart because you know motherfuckers always gotta stop at the Walmart, the jewel, a por los bolillos, you know shit like yeah. that. You, you feel me? Like so, llego por un pan. Yeah, yeah. So so they always they always stop and buy somewhere, and obviously I'm not gonna be like I'm waiting in the car. I'm like I'm like, right, fuck it, let's go. So we would go, and then it got to a point maybe like within the past year, and maybe maybe the last two years because I've I've been living here for like two years, a year and a half. So the last two years, so the right around right before I moved out, the shit was starting to get a little bit popping, and like people would stop me for pictures. And like my dad would be the motherfucker taking the picture because he's the only one. Like I had, like I went to Best Buy with him a few times. There's a few employees from there, some Walmart employees, some just random people that ask me for pictures. Usually younger people because that's like a motherfucker my age. Not gonna be, hey, let me get a pic with you. You feel me? But like if we see a 21, you're like, damn dog, can I get a pic? Like hell yeah. And we would take a pic, you know. And and uh, until he started taking pics with me and people, he'd be like. Damn, he's like, like they stopped you for a picture. I'm like, yeah, and like, yeah, they fuck with the pot or whatever, you know. And he's like, that's fucking. And I started like making it a little bit more, like it started making more sense to him. Then it got to a point where he would want to stop at a store. He'd be like, come with me, come with me. So he'll he'll even he'll even like if I'm here now and he just getting off work, he gets off on 75th or 59, and he got to go that way anyway. He'll be like, hey, I gotta go to the store, man. You want to come with me? Like he always want to take me to the store because just uh-huh. just because the fact that people will stop me like I, I literally like and that's, this is just not me bragging or anything just but it make more it made me more happy to make my dad happy and have him realize like of course hey this might go somewhere than to like the, the actual me taking the picture was like I, to me you would think that that would like maybe like oh your ego's gonna but like to me it's like it's cool yeah hell yeah it's an honor for me yeah i feel humble that you would want to take a picture of me because again i've I, I never been the good looking guy or the, the 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 super you know alpha male or whatever so it's like damn my humor got me this you feel me so yeah so there was this one time that i will never forget we were at sam's club and i get into the car my dad gets in the car we, unlo- we i mean we unload the groceries we get into the car whatever and uh i want to put the cart away and as i'm putting the cart away my dad pulls up to where I put the car away, and I get in his car, and it's snow all over the floor, and I, and and I get into his car, and we're about to turn, um, we're about to turn out of the like out of the parking lot, and a group of like young girls, like maybe like 16, 17, come out, and then there's this guy with them too, he's probably like 18, 19. The whole group of kids come out, 
And they run up to the car, and I'm looking at them, and they're like, "You're you're too skinny." They're like, "You're too skinny," and I was like, "Yeah." She said, "Oh my god, oh my god, can I take a picture with you? Can I take a picture?" Uh-huh. And they tried to take a picture with me through the through the window, and I was like, "Nah, like, let me jump out. You feel me? Let me jump. I'm not gonna fucking like, yeah, I'm in the car. We're like, who the fuck <laughs> do I think I am? You know?" So I was like, "Yeah, of course." So I got out the car. Um, you know, they took their pictures and everything, and I got back in the car. And then from that moment, my dad realized like, "Oh shit!" Like this dude is like, for somebody to run up to a car and stop you, yeah, like, like he. And, and I'm not gonna lie, I was very humbled by that experience as well. Oh. And it made me feel real good. But more yeah. than that, just I told him, I was like, bro, like this is what like the proof that I need. I'm like, you see, dude, like it can work out, you know? Yeah. And and now and it's and gonna my, work out. Right. Dude. Hopefully, it's, right. No, and my, it's going to. My dad has a now my dad's active on TikTok. He does like my dad don't got no social media. He don't got no Instagram, no Facebook. He just got WhatsApp and TikTok. And that motherfucker <laughs> stay on TikTok. He follow 450 bitches from China. Or, you feel <laughs> me? Like, yeah, like he, he don't even follow no motherfucking <laughs> real account. He, he follow nothing but bots and me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I follow and I follow my dad back, you feel me? And like and like you can literally go through my TikTok. His name is Roger Roger2069. You'll see him on, on TikTok. And he'll comment and he'll be like, My boy, fire emoji. So I'm like, damn, you feel me? Like my boy. Like he's so he's supporting, you know? And he be and he'd be like and he'll put laughing emoji. So I'm like, damn, you you're seeing it firsthand just as I'm seeing it, you feel me? And then my mom My mom has always been supportive on doing what I'm doing, but she's always also been like like um like make sure you you know you're you um you're working like do your job you feel me like 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 i don't know like my mom wants me to follow my dreams but to her like unless i fucking show her a fat ass check like to her it's kind of like all right well you you know whatever whatever like yeah i I don't think like i think if my mom would have been at the copley theater show it would have been a little bit more that show was lit it would have been a little bit more real because you see a theater full of people to see me, Sold you feel out, me? Packed, so, like, so, like, yeah, that would have been happy. That would have been good. But at the same time, I was glad they weren't there because, again, I had to talk about other shit. She could have pulled up to the tab. Right, yeah, she could have. <laughs> but, but, and then there was this one time where I had more people than that. I went to the Comedy Shrine, and it was right around the time they had moved from the plaza to the mall. Oh, yeah. And they, dude, I sold that bitch. I was like 400 people there. More, that's like two times the size of the uh, yeah, Copley Theater. Yeah, I remember Theater. you posted a picture. Yeah, yeah, and like, just from, like, you couldn't see where the people ended. It was so fucking packed. And my parents, that was the first time my parents, and they got there late because fucking Mexicans, so they always get there late. So they sat all the way in the back. So they got from the back to see when people, when they called my name and they saw the fucking crowd just roar, like, for me, you feel me? It was like, my dad couldn't believe it. He was like, what the fuck? He's like, everybody came to see him? And he's like, yeah, these are his fucking people, you know? And again, just line up people who taking pictures. Like, oh, that's what's up. I, I'm not saying, like, the picture thing is, like, important to me. But that's kind of, like, that's the shit that Mex- Mexicans has to see you be a real celebrity in order for you to feel like, oh, yeah, he's, like, he's doing it. He's doing it. Because if you're just doing mid or whatever, like, they're like, whatever. He's doing whatever, you know? Yeah. It's hard to make them proud. But it's not because, it's not because they're not proud. But it's also, like, they had such a rough life that it's, like, they don't want you to do this and then have to riv- live a rough life too yeah. just because you didn't grind it out when you were young. So I get that they're trying to push me to do that. Yeah. But I'm also like pushing back and saying like, look, look we can do it this way too though. Yeah. And if, and, and if this shit don't work out, my little brother... He's smart, so he he, he, <laughs> he got can, us. He, right, if anything, bro, bro got us. He, he gonna be the lawyer, like he gonna help us out. You can clear, clear, clear my record, man. Let's get back on track. But Hell no. but like you said, right now it's growing, it's happening. So I'm not gonna let up, keep it in their face until. Yeah, and you until, single, my boy? Stay. Whoa, 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 whoa! What kind of podcast? <laughs> Who's my biggest inspiration? <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm like I'm gonna throw him a curveball. No, no, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm single, dude. I'm single. I'm single as fuck, but I feel like you have to be single to be doing like 
to be chasing your dreams, yeah. you have to be single. Like right now, you're locked the fuck in. I'm locked in. Like I, I'm like you, you know, like it's a roar. You talk to a few people. You feel me? Like yeah. text a few people, or whatever. But right. but like the thing is, like um, right, like right now, like like couple. I'm not saying girls because this could be men or girl, whatever. Like, for example, in your case, if you got to record a podcast today and a motherfucker just want to kick it and be laid up, you're like, I got to go do this. I got to do this. I got to grind yes. it out. You feel me? Like, yes. I can't be laid up. Yeah. So, like, they're, like, they're, somebody had texted me and, and um, oh, they're like, oh, well, when are we going to hang out this week or whatever, right? And it's like, dude, I had Monday off. Yesterday was my only day off. Today would have been a day off, but I knew we had to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I got, literally had to fit my whole schedule, like. I had I got a haircut in the morning. I went to work doing this podcast now. Tomorrow I, I get to open up for Chingo Bling at Zany's. Thursday I got two shows, one on the one in Logan Square, one up in Rogers Park. Friday I got another show up in Rogers Park. Saturday I got another so it's like I got shows all fucking yeah. week. I was like, I can't I can't uh You don't have the time even if you wanted even to. Even if I wanted to. Hell and then, yeah. And then like next week again we're flying out and then you know it's just yeah, like it's all good though because like even when you when you do realize like because it does hit you like damn like sometimes you you be thinking like maybe, maybe you thinking like damn I, I be wanting a bitch you know yeah, or, like yeah. I be thinking it too like damn I wish I had a little boo but at the same time all the work the effort that you're doing like right now yeah. it's what's gonna pay off that should have come yeah and you it's know? just like it like, like, like I ain't gonna lie like like I was hanging out with somebody for a minute too but it it got to a point where it was just like bro like like we're literally just like like it would be for me. To release, like, like I feel like as a man and maybe as a woman too, you crave that affection from somebody. Yeah. So like, I would be laid up with this person, but I'm like, damn, I don't even, I don't even like shorty. But <laughs> just to have a female with you or whatever, just to have that body with you, like, like you know, so you don't feel lonely on a Sunday after drinking all fucking weekend or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't know, like, like. I don't know. I get really high anxiety on Sundays too. Like Sunday evening, like where I when it's time to go back to work on Monday, my anxiety be through the fucking roof, and I feel like damn, I just like if I I could just watch movies or whatever. So I would be laid up, laid up or whatever, watching movies. But now I realize like yo, I'm selling this girl a whole dream. I don't even like her like that. <laughs> like we just kicking it, doing whatever. Why would I even like as an I feel like that comes with growing up too. Like as an adult, I'm like bro. What if I get this girl pregnant? You feel me? Like, oh, dude, it's no. like, it's okay, like, it's like my life is over. Like, not yeah. my life is over, but like Your my life's life not over, but it's, it's diverse. It's gonna you know, definitely diverse, diverse and, and the, it's gonna have to pull yeah. you back from a lot of things. And the life that I live, bro, is like I don't. I'm very selfish with my time. Yeah, I don't. I don't as like. You should. I, 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 I do whatever right the now fuck we got I want. Goals. Yeah, whatever the fuck I want, and you know, I could do a pod whenever the fuck I want. Like I don't have to. Do anything, and and, and and it's just like, why would I, I wouldn't want to put myself in that position, and I wouldn't want to bring, and also the life I live now, I wouldn't want to bring a kid into this world either, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, tr- I'm barely getting by trying to chase my dreams now. Yeah, I would definitely have to leave the job I'm at now just to work a, like, you know, a real full-time job and and, and try to provide, because obviously I'm not a deadbeat either, but but I'm just like, why would I put myself in that situation? Do. So yeah. when people say, oh, when you, you know, sometimes there's head-ass memes that people share, they're like... Well, when you're when you're when you're on your way to the top, like it gets lonely, you know, shit like that. That's corny, but it also has like a little bit of a meaning. A where it's true like meaning to it, kind of yeah. Because like even if I wanted to, like I can't lead a girl on. You feel me? And then if it's somebody that I really like, then it's like fuck. Well, we can we can it won't work out because I'm always doing shit. Yeah, and it's just like you know it's it's just goofy shit, bro. It's just like so I was like you know what like might as well do this, grind it out. You know, if somebody want to kick it, we kick it, whatever. Yeah. But 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 no, I'm not. 
I'm not taking to, no, to answer the question. Good. So if anybody like, want to fuck with me, no, I'm scared. What's your type then? Shit, what's up with Somebody you? Like, no, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm scared. You're stupid as fuck. Nah, my type? Damn. Dude, I got, dude, I already found the girl of my dreams, bro. We were Honey supposed Bombay? to. We could have been. Hell no. Nah, <laughs> we could have been superstars for real, bro. She was this girl. I went to, Honey Bombay. Hell no, nah, not Honey Bombay. We'll talk, we can talk about Honey Bombay, but not her. But nah, um, like I guess my type would be like funny, bro. Like a girl that could take a joke. Yeah. Cause and I'm not and I'm not the type of guy to be like to be like just joking about somebody's appearance or whatever. Cause I know that's kind of fucked up and it gets old. So I'm not the guy trying to bully you into laughing. But like who can who won't like if I see something, you know, if I see a fucked up somebody with no leg out there, I, if I say some <laughs> if I say some funny shit, you feel me? Like don't be like, oh my God, that's me. Like laugh. You feel me? Like let's let's have fun. Like, well, I just, just be kidding. like you know, tell me like OMG, you're stupid. You know shit like that. <laughs> but um Oh, I've literally like kicked it with like I was talking to this girl like maybe like two years ago and I'll never forget I had never broken or not broken up but stopped talking to somebody because um they would get too sent to be too sensitive like like uh, like like I cracked a joke I, I think like we were driving somewhere and I see my homie and I was like oh look there go my boy and she's like oh yeah that's your boyfriend you spend so much time with him I'm like hell yeah that's my boy like I like I'll leave him I'll leave you for him any day and she didn't talk to me the whole day. And I was fucking around. You yeah. know I mean? And maybe, I don't know, maybe as a woman you could tell me maybe no, that, but that's fucked like, up. Come on, but I'm not going to leave her for him. Exactly. You, it's a like, joke, it's you feel a, me? Yeah. And she wouldn't talk to me all day. I was like, you know what? Don't even bother texting me. Like, I was fucking around. And that's what, the, what bothered me the most is that I was fucking around. Like, that's a literal joke. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, that's a... I get it. Like if she's, she's trying to joke around, but she couldn't take the heat. Right. If like, I if I see another girl, you know, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'll leave you for her any day. Then it's like, well, you're gonna hurt my feelings. That's different. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. But, like, but it's like, bro, it's okay, kinda, my yeah. boy. You feel me? Like so. Yeah. Ever since then, I was just very careful who I who I kicked it with because I was like, I don't I don't want to have no drama. Yeah. And especially because the way I get talking on my podcast, reckless. I don't need you know. Four other shorties talking about like, man, this oh, I heard your and, and podcast. Then, yeah. And I heard, yeah, and it's already happened before. Like I'll leave names oh, out of shit, but sometimes no. it'd be stories that I want to talk about. Hey, I'm already knowing my boy. Yeah, right. So I'm it's, already knowing. So, so it's like, uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have any loose ends, bro. You feel me? Like I don't yeah. want to. I don't want that, to. That's why I gotta be very, like, I'm, dude. I, I was, be, I always been making this shit as a joke, but you know when Drake be like, I can't. What did, what did he say? Some, some. I can't just be anywhere. I'm not just anybody. Some shit like that. You Funny feel me? Ass. But I just, hey, but I be doing it just because I don't want to have like I don't want to have no drama. Like I've always been drama free, and there's been times where I've had like issues with people, but we always solve them behind closed doors. But I don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, what I'm saying like just everybody talking shit about me behind the scenes and. That's why when the people were saying I was gay, I was like, what the yeah, fuck? I know. I don't dude, even be fucking, and, I don't even be in your business. I don't be talking shit to no, yeah, right. So dude. I'm like, what? So I was like, I literally stay away from, from the mix. Cause I, I be in the mix with like my, my podcast. Like people know who I am and all that, but I don't be in the mix. You feel me? Yeah, like, you don't I don't really be outside be at, like, with spots them. And doing all that shit no exactly. More, yeah. So it's like, I, I literally stay out the way. I fuck with girls that's not even from the town. I'm literally on the, I'm a, I'm literally on the cheese pie, you feel me? Like trying to on link with bitches, pie. trying to link with bitches from Bolingbrook and shit. You feel me? Like <laughs> if I match with a girl from Aurora, delete. You feel me? Like I'm not, and it's not because I don't like. It's just like I don't need nobody gossiping. I already know how everybody is. Yeah. So I'm good. I would literally just fuck with other people just so nobody get the bragging, not bragging rights. I'm not, I'm not a fucking catcher or anything. No, but like but I'm just saying, to like, say, like oh, just girl, to be you able know to that say, comedian, like I fuck with him. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, do you have like? Who would you say is like your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush? Damn. 
I guess my type of... Oh, my, my bad. I never answered that question. My type, if we're talking about physical, dick... <laughs> That's really? a dick. That's it. <laughs> dick, dick, not dick. Thick. Oh. T- I said dick. I'm no, like, damn, you're bro. Making, you're making it worse. I'm like, hold on. What the fuck? You're bringing the allegations back? You, th- you think I said dick? No. No, he no, said no. dick. No, I said thick. <laughs> With a TH, you feel me? But nah. You know, thick shorty funny. Yeah, T. Yeah, but I can't spell, but yep. But yeah, a thick shorty, you feel me? A funny shorty sense of humor is very important. Honestly, more than looks, I don't give a shit about looks. I'm talking shit. You feel me? But just a sense of humor. A sense of humor would be ideal obviously loyalty but a sense of humor is is, is i feel like it goes a long way it could really you got yeah you, you feel me like you got to be able to enjoy a person's presence yeah because i've kicked it with people where i don't even enjoy your presence but it's a friday night so it's like fuck it you feel me like, <laughs> like let's, here. we can we here you here i'm here fuck it, fuck it. We and, and after that it'd be Y'all awkward guys like, need this, bro. I'm here. no 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 i'm <laughs> saying like you feel me like a shorty that'll come through just you feel me anyway but <laughs> yeah a sense of humor is crazy but my celebrity crush damn Dude, I be having crushes on everybody. Like, your friend finna leave. I'm finna have a crush on her for like two weeks. <laughs> you feel me? Like, <laughs> only two weeks. Oh, I'm, 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 she I said, "What's up?" I didn't want to be disrespectful. You married you or something? I don't know. You feel me? But shit. No, my girl's single and he's. Oh, right, let's get it. Turn this podcast off. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> no, um, but you feel me? Like, I, I would probably say celebrity crush. I'd say who's this week? Who you got a crush on this week? Nah, like if I say, I would say, um. That shorty from, um, I can't remember her. Robbie, is it Robbie? The girl from Wolf of Wall Street, the one that played Harley Quinn. You know that shorty? No. Come on, you know who I'm talking I know. about. The girl that plays Harley Quinn? Um, I don't even know what she looks like Margie without the Harley Ro- Quinn. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I know who you're talking about. I so, know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, something about just, like, her I, I just Googled her now. I'm going to save all these images. But, <laughs> so, like, her, specifically specifically in the Wolf of Wall Street, when she's got that Staten Island accent, like, A1, you feel me? But I, I don't know her, I guess. That would be your celebrity crush? Yeah, but, I mean, it's a fucking celebrity crush, you feel me? Like, I'm never going to fucking, you feel like, that's just, like, I just think she's real attractive. Um, so before we like start wrapping up and everything, I figured we play like a little mini game. All right. Just so people can get to know you a little right. bit more. Yeah. Um, it's called this or that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions and then you tell me which one you want. All right. Okay. First one. You ready? Yeah. Wayne or Drake? Oh, that's like a hard one right away. <laughs> yeah, damn. I'm like, I got to start up with a good one. Just because of the nostalgia and because it's the first concert I ever saved up to go to, Lil Wayne. I literally went by myself. Did you really? I went by. I, I was. You're I, lucky. Was I, I was a freshman year in high school. He, he was about. It was before. It was after Carter Three, before the Carter Four, but he had already dropped some singles. So I think like Nightmares of the Bottom was already out. How to Love was already out. And I was, I, dude, I was like a fake ass blood in these streets. Like I was yelling out Sue Woo. I told motherfuckers <laughs> I was signed to Young Money. Like I was real. Like. A big Wayne fan, bro. Like, I loved all his music, but, you know, we can't lie that Drake is not the king right now. You feel me? Like, yeah, he, for he's sure. He's really he's, that, He's but... been had it on lock basically since Wayne brought him on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, you know what, dude, it makes... You know what's so hard, though, is that I can't really think of too many Wayne songs. Like, if I'm feeling down, I'll play some Wayne. Like, I some, can think oh. of so many. Wayne and Drake. It's Drake and then Wayne in my top five of all time, for oh, sure. That, that's a good list, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, like uh, there's not a huge list of Wayne that's sad, though. You feel me? Like, you True. might... Like, if I want to... Like, if I, I, could, I could peel on, you know... F- 
Feel No Ways by Drake or if I'm feeling like views, you feel yeah. or Take Care. Like, yeah. Drake got some sad some shit, some sad shit, shit that you can relate to for no reason. Like, God damn, nigga, when you hit yeah. it, you know that me Marvin's personally. Room. You feel me? But, but yeah, so uh, I would say for the nostalgia, Wayne. But Wayne. But yeah, Drake should be everybody's right answer. But I would say Wayne just because got memories and shit. I fuck with that. Yeah. Um, Gucci or Jeezy? Gucci, all day. My boy, yes. hey, damn me over right. that one. Because I was worried. I'm like, if he says Jeezy, nah. I'm going to have to turn on the motherfucking verses real uh, quick. Right, right, right. I'm smoking on Pookie <laughs> Lux. Yeah, Pookie yeah. Lux tonight. <laughs> He's funny yeah. as fuck. Right, right. Um, Okay, Kanye or Jay-Z? I would say Kanye. I would go Kanye too. Yeah, just because I... I like I'm, I was never like I, I was young when Jay Z was in his prime. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's like I never really got to experience when Jay Z was Jay Z. You know, like to me, yeah. he's, to me, he's We're always still kind of young. Yeah, to too. me, he's, he's also like he's he's not to me. He's always been like a legend. Like I get he's a mogul, super rich and everything. Right. But I, I, you know, I didn't know Jay Z. Get to live it out like older, like yeah, how we are now. Exactly. You know, and I, I know one day maybe we're gonna be saying that about Drake. Like hell, no, Drake's the goat. Drake's the goat. People are like, what Drake? Like yeah, that's old. You feel but. Old. But yeah, I would say Kanye definitely. And he's from Chicago. There's no going wrong with that. So, I mean, speaking of artists that we didn't get to really li- uh, like live out and stuff, but I know I got to get one for this one. Okay. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie, yeah. I'm a, as a fat motherfucker, I'm going <laughs> to stick with the fat motherfucker. You feel me? Like, oh, no. I, I, like you know what? Biggie, I, I, not the real Biggie, but the movie, the Notorious B.I.G. movie. Hey, it's better than the fucking Tupac movie. Right. And on top of that, it's got me so many pickup lines where, where the dude stopped the girl. And he's like, why you don't let me do that? And she like, do what? And she, he like, make you smile. fucking dumb. I, that's my line, bro. The fat motherfuckers <laughs> even... I can see you doing The that. fat motherfuckers even turned it into a meme, bro. I be... I be sending that shit to bitches all day. Hell you feel no. me? I'm just kidding. The but. bitches talking about do what? Ugly ass. <laughs> 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 no, but, but um, yeah, B.I.G. for sure. All right. So, book smart or street smart? I feel like I feel like you could be both. But which one would you be? I mean, I feel like if you're book smart, you're not, you don't have to worry about the streets because you'll, you know, you be having, choosing college, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel uh, like street smart for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like street. Yeah, I feel like if, if you're not book smart at all, then that feels like the oh, streets is all you know. You feel me? Like I feel like that too. But I mean, obviously, I mean to each his own. You yeah. can be both, like yeah. you said. Um, but me especially, like nowadays, like people really like don't even really go to college or anything yeah. like that. So sometimes you just got to figure out how to get out. The but block, I mean, that's different you know? than being like a street. Well, well I, I guess what I, I was street make, smart. Yeah, you. I was you making it too literal. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking about like what I rather. Would no, I rather no, break no. down a pound and trap no, it hell, out, hell, hell, or would no, I rather no. be in college? I'd rather be in college. You feel me? But am I closer to street smart than book smart? One hundred percent. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know shit about. You know, I don't know what a thesaurus is. It makes you appreciate a lot of the shit. Yeah, and I, and I always try to. I that's I think that's why. I always, there's a little bit in me that's uh, not book smart, but has logic in him. In him, you know, a little bit. And I feel like that's what kept me from going all the way into like gang banging for real or like. You know, trapping, trapping for real. Like, you know, to, like I got friends that did fed time over some drugs. Like, I could have been that. But, like, I always had that, I guess, you know, shit in the back of my head where it's like, that's, there's only two, one or two ways that that's going to end, you know, dead or in jail. So, I felt like I, I'm appreciative of that. I never really got into that. But I'm close enough to where, like, I mean, you go to any hood, like, motherfuckers fuck with me. You feel me? And I fuck with them. Probably done chopped off them. You feel me? Like, yeah. like I fuck with all of them. But, yeah, I don't know. If I had to pick for sure. I would say book smart if I had to pick between hood shit and, and school, but I mean it's it's good to have 
it's good to have a, it's good to be street smart, especially if that's your environment, because a motherfucker that's book smart is in the hood, just walking around, you know, chain out and shit like that. You're like, this motherfucker dumb as shit. He'll walk yeah. and lick. You feel me? Like, so anyway, yeah. So Damn, I feel like every question you ask me, I just talk in circles. Nah, yeah. nah. So are you an ass guy or a titty guy? Damn, nigga, whatever. <laughs> this is a freaky ass podcast. <laughs> Let me see, pull them out. I don't know. No. <laughs> nah, um, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> I don't. I feel like <laughs> why it's taking you so long? Because I'm trying to think of some nice tits, but it's always, it always come with a flat <laughs> ass. You feel me? Bitches walking around like the letter P out here and shit, like bogus as hell. But <laughs> but <laughs> pushing P for real. <laughs> but then uh, but then it'd be like it'd be like a girl with a fat ass, but then you, you try to suck on her titties and she ain't, she don't got you feel me? Like it ain't shit there. Like I don't know, bro. I feel like physical. Like I'm, dude. My physique is not to critique any. I cannot critique anybody else's physique. I'm fat as shit. I got both ass and titties. You feel me? Like I'm not. I shouldn't even be out here talking about people's looks. But I guess if I had to, I don't know, man. I, I fuck. I don't fucking. I, I guess. Um, ass. Yeah. Street smart ass. <laughs> All right. Would you rather do success or happiness? Well, I think we covered that on the pod. So definitely, definitely happiness. But I feel like my happiness would come from success, so both, I guess. But yeah, happy happiness should definitely be because I mean, there's com- a lot of comedians, like Robin Williams, one of the most successful comedians That's what ever. I'm saying. Look what killed to him. himself, yeah. killed himself. You know, Jack Knight, um, c- comedian from I don't know if he was from I think he was from I think he was from Detroit, um, but he who's living in L.A. He was writing for Netflix. He's up and coming comedian. Started popping. Was was already about to go on like national tour, getting known like worldwide and uh right right before everything kind of blew up for him he killed himself and it's kind of like fuck like 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 that's what i'm saying and i feel like sometimes people feel like when you have success you're automatically gonna be happy and i don't think that's really the case all the time yeah yeah that's 100 percent. and and even like i mean even me right now like i mean i'm saying that i'm successful but i'm saying like sometimes you think oh when i reach that number of followers when i you know when i get that many when that many people share my videos and that many likes i'm gonna be like there's no stopping me but then it's like i still have shitty days you feel me like it's like the internet all that social media shit or whatever don't mean nothing like if deep down you're you're not happy happy. you know but but yeah so i guess happiness 100 percent that's what's up well i had a lot of fun with you bro Damn. being you know i don't even know how long we've been recording probably but not long really how long has it been it doesn't feel like long but how long has it been i don't even know how long it's been check it oh shit an hour and ten. Oh, that's pretty decent that's pretty i decent, think yeah. i think we did about the same but um shout out what what's your social medias uh ken flores three zero zero for everything for instagram TikTok. In- instagram tiktok twitter um, probably won't add you on Facebook, so don't do that. <laughs> nah, but <laughs> but but Ken Flores three zero Ken Flores three zero zero TikTok and uh, Instagram, All right. Twitter. Well, bet, bro. Thank yeah. you so much for letting me come and, and be yeah. here, and I appreciate it. But wait, I, I had to tell you a joke. Before, uh, before right. we go. I gotta promote one last thing. What? Uh, when does this come out? It's gonna come out whenever you send me the audio. Oh, really? Right away? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right okay. away. Uh, never mind. Listen, listen to my podcast. If you listen to Carlos' podcast, listen to mine. It's funny too. Um, but I'm not as good as her, so I will be missing some weeks sometimes. But uh, talking my shit podcast with too skinny. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Let's get it. Um. Okay. So, what did the teddy bear have for dinner? <laughs> what did the teddy bear have for dinner? Mm, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what. <laughs> Nothing. It was stuffed. Oh my god! <laughs> See, bro. Hey, I heard it earlier. I'm like, I gotta tell you. Uh, <laughs> dude, you know, you know what's funny? Okay, like right now, it's like goofy right now, but. You ever have, like, well, it's funny, like, when comedians come up to you, like, real comedians, and they tell you a joke like this, and they're like, bro, what do you think about this? And then you just got a fake laugh, like, ah. Is that like, what you just did to me? Yeah. Big but but you. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Loki, I just heard a few good ones that were like that, but I don't, I can't remember. The one joke that I'll never forget is, why was, uh, what, what is that joke called? Why was, um, uh, why was, why was six scared of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that one. That was. I'm the, that, that was I, will, I will never forget that joke for some reason. I don't know why. But, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. but yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening. Um, follow me on my social medias as well. My Instagram, which is the um, Honesty Bar Podcast, yeah. and then my personal Will Carla Will. So I'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>